You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So let's stay on Jalen Brunson. Keep the love for JB here. So um, Jalen Brunson says winning most improved player is not something he is focused on right now, though his name has been mentioned as among the top candidates for that award. Brunson is having one of the best, or not one of the best season of his career, definitely. Um, his scoring totals have skyrocketed. A lot of his numbers have skyrocketed during his first season in New York. But speaking with uh, the Daily News and uh, Stephen Bondi, Brunson said it is not something he is worried about at this moment. He said, quote, it's a unique award. Unique award. It's not something I'm really focused on 100%. I don't really think about it. But if it's something that I win or achieve, I'll be very thankful. But it's not on the forefront of my mind. Tom Thibodeau was a lot more willing to campaign for Brunson when asked about it. He said, quote, I think the one thing you can when you look at him, whenever he's wherever he's been, whether it's high school, college, the pros, there's been significant jumps every season. And that's a testament to him and his willingness to grow and learn and work. His work ethic is off the charts. He'll get better every year. And so we were confident that he could do this. He's improved his scoring by eight points a game. He's taking twice as many threes. He's shooting almost 42% from three. He's getting to the line. He's doubled his free throw attempts. There are significant things that he's done. But I would say the most important thing is what he's contributed to winning, and that's always been his biggest attribute. Tibbs taking a page out of the Tommy Beer uh, page, their book there, with all the stats, had the stats lined up and ready to go on what Jalen Brunson has done this season. So other candidates for award for this award include Lowry Marketing, Shea Gilson, Alexander, and Mikhail Bridges, who since he's been a Brooklyn Net has played at an all-star level. So uh first I'll ask you, if Jalen Brunson were to be most improved player, I know you kind of teased it earlier. You would not vote for Jalen Brunson at this moment moment in time? It's close. Well, first and foremost, let me say um Tibbs needs to watch film. Um <laughs> <laughs> don't come at me with numbers only nerds care about numbers and stats and, and all that analytics garbage like I, I i i only go on the eye test um and and watching film a bunch of times so uh, yeah tommy's saying you know did he watch all the jay brunson games two, two or three times before making his case for most improved player exactly exactly and he, as he watched sga and, and larry marketing if not <laughs> opinions invalid um Ah, the the most improved player award. My the reason I would I, I think the thing working against Brunson is he was so good at this over the second half of last season. Uh, right. Basically, since Luca went down at at the point Luca went down, um, December I believe it was mid December all, all the way through January had like a month where he was running the show and he didn't average quite as as lofty numbers as he did with the Knicks, but right around there. Um, Luca came back, his numbers came down a little bit, but then he started ticking them up and up and up. Efficiency, production, points, um, you know, plus minus were phenomenal last season. We know what happened in the postseason, particularly uh, that first playoff series against Utah, basically showed what you showed this version of Jalen Brunson. So, with to me, most improved is a guy coming, you know, doing something we didn't expect. Um, so for that reason, I, I probably lean towards marketing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think you can make a, also no disrespect to, to Lori Markin. You can make a very strong case um, for him just for in, in terms of his his uh, increase in product, not only production, but efficiency, um, carrying the jazz to right. You know, the, the, the 35, 38, 500 mark. Nobody had them at around 500 coming into the season. So I think he deserves a ton of credit. Um Mikhail Bridges, I think, is a guy that's that's that should get far more. Um, I, I don't. I there's three games left in the season, you know. So so it, we'll see what happens. But I think you could make a really strong case um, that that Bridges, you know, deserves yeah. really strong. In, in other words, if he 
if he had been traded uh, in the offseason and, you know, spent the, you know, spent, finished the season with the Suns, got traded to the Nets, and then did what he's doing with Brooklyn for a full season, I think he'd almost be a lock for the award. Yeah. Um, you know, 23 games he's played with Brooklyn, averaging 27.6 points, f- almost five boards, 63.5 true shooting percentage. Um, he's second in the league in total points scored post All-Star break. Um, he's just ahead of Devin Booker and Bede is the only player that scored more total points um, since the All-Star break. Um, you know, just uh, as an aside, that trade's looking really good for the Nets right now. Um, mm-hmm. Not only did they get rid of Kyrie Irving addition by subtraction, we know what's going on in Dallas. We don't even have to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, well, well, we're about to. <laughs> the next exactly. Yeah, well, we, we will. Um, but as far as what the Nets got back, not only did they get draft capital um, and kind of replenish their draft stock, uh, but uh, Bridge has been a monster um, and just, just a really phenomenal player. So, um, again, you, I just talked about why I think Brunson's deserving of the third team. Um, I, I think, again, personally, these are the awards, so much subjectivity involved in the awards. What Brunson has done um, hasn't shocked me. I don't think it's quite as surprising. Um, so it's not as quite a, a step up as what we've seen. Like, you know, I did not see SGA averaging 32 points a game, over 50% shooting this year. Um, you know, marking in, you know, uh, again, from around 14 to, to, to what he's doing um, on the boards as well, defensively uh, with the Jazz. Then you have Bridges. So um, I probably wouldn't. I'd have to sit down and, and obviously really think about it um if i was yeah. going to cast a vote i do not have a vote um but i don't think i i, I would lean in one of those other three guys directions i think yeah i think i agree i think for me the leaders in the clubhouse I, i'll tell you what i think bridges case is extremely compelling because yeah, man. it almost kind of presents a new definition of the award that we really kind of never have done usually it's been most improved from last season mm-hmm. but in this case you almost have to say like most improved within a season yeah. and, and and to some degree like when you think about most improved awards like outside of maybe the nba when you think of like youth sports or you think about um you know you know jobs things things like that usually most improved award is for someone that improved over the course of a season not necessarily from last season or last year to this year so the fact that you had a guy who was averaging 17 points for one team, you know, go to another team and average 20, almost 28 points a game. He has four, he has two games with the Nets where he's scored over 40 points. Like you, you would think that, okay, he's improved over the course of the season. So maybe he's the guy that should get the award. So I, I think I would lean bridges over Brunson. And I, to me, this may actually be one of the best crop of most improved player candidates I've seen them like you're talking about you know two guys who were all stars in Shea Gilgis and um and uh and and, and Lowry marketing one guy that should have been all star in Jalen Brunson and another guy Mikael Bridges who's been playing like a top 10 player the last month and a half of the season so like the like it, it, these are all really great candidates to me I just think with what we saw from Brunson last season as you mentioned and kind of what we were kind of expecting coming into the season, not to say that we we thought the Knicks would maybe take the leap that he he took, the Knicks are taken. But I think a lot of people thought that Brunson could take an integral to the leap that he has taken because he'd have more minutes, more shots, more opportunity to kind of run a team. So I think if you told me before the season these were going to be his numbers, I would have been like, oh, wow, that's great. And maybe I'd be pleasantly surprised. Maybe I think the points are a little high, but I'd say, oh, wow, that's really good. But I would not have been shocked. Right. You would have told me that 
Lowry Marketing, a guy who yeah. I, I've been a big fan of coming out of uh, Arizona and early in his career. And I've been very disappointed in him. I think he was a player for like three seasons. I kept saying, oh, this guy's going to be the he's going to make his first all-star game this year. And he kept yep. disappointing. And to go from being, you know, a kind of a role player, bit player in Cleveland, averaging 14 points a game to what he's been for the Utah Jazz. That to me is stunning. I, I did not see that coming. Um, I, I love Shea Gildas Alexander. I, I, I probably, I may have been a guy who thought he could have 30 because I, I love him so much, but I know a lot of people did not expect what they saw from Shea Gildas Alexander this year. And I knew Bridges would get more shots and more opportunities, but I didn't think he'd be this good for Brooklyn. So I think that those guys would probably still be the leaders in the clubhouse, but Jalen Brunson doesn't take away from the fact that he still had an awesome season this year for the Knicks. I totally agree. And and the other thing, again, the other thing with marketing, um, if I would have told you on April 4th that the Jazz would be a half game behind the maps, uh, you know, uh, just right. uh, two games back of the Timberwolves, um, you know, that a lot of that has to do with marketing. Um, interestingly, as an aside, since we mentioned it, um, it was a good story at the beginning of the season and it was a good story for most of the season. Now, if you now if you're a Jazz fan, you're in no man's land. You know, I, I, that's why I that's why I was I was surprised by kind of the direction Ainge took. Um, could they improve next year and, and jump up another five, ten wins? I guess, you know, they, they can build around the, the edges. But I think a lot of Jazz fans were hoping that they clear house, get rid of Gobert, get rid of Royce O'Neal, get rid of Donovan Mitchell, of course, and then be in the Wembayana sweepstakes. They're nowhere near. Um, uh, you know, they're I, I, I'm sure they could get lucky in the lottery. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to walk away from this season um, with a, uh, a the ninth overall pick in the draft, let's say, um, is, is not what we expected. So it, that's good in one case when you're making the case for Laurie Marketing in terms of the Jazz future franchise. Yes, they have a ton of draft capital, so they could trade for another play. They have a lot of ways to go. Um, but they don't have it. They most likely won't have a top pick um, in this year's draft, um, which is which is interesting. I'll just say. Yeah, to quote uh, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec, never a half-ass yep. one thing, uh, two things, whole-ass one thing. So they kind of did a half-job. They were yep. like, okay, we're going to strip it down, but we're not going to trade the rest of these veterans yep. until it's too late. So, like, they traded, you know, Mitch, they you know, Donovan Mitchell. They traded Gobert. They traded Royce O'Neal. And then they had all these other guys that were still viable players. And they would say, all right, what are you going to do with – Conley, what are you going to do with um, uh, uh, the guy they got, uh, Jordan Clarkson? Like, what are you going to do with some of these players? And a lot of these guys, they kept some of them, they, they still have on the team that they've still not gotten rid of. Yep. And because of that, the Jazz and because of marketing's uh, improved play this season, they never were able to really get themselves into the women Yama Week Six because they were too good. And yep. instead of, uh, you know, not letting that thing ride out once they started off hot, he let it go up until the trade deadline when then it started to appear okay i don't know if the playoffs are likely at this point yep. at that point it was too late yep. so Be- it was Be- beasley vanderbilt all those guys helped him too much and he also overvalued those guys i mean remember yep. he wanted yep. a first round pick for yep. each of these players and he only ended up getting one first round pick yep. for three of the guys he traded he yep. traded conley traded vanderbilt traded beasley and he's got all these guys were the first they only got one so like and meanwhile, how many games did those that those guys win for the Jazz over the course of that time? So, in my opinion, it was a borderline disaster class from Danny Ainge in terms of team building uh, and putting themselves in a position to really build. So now you come into this draft. Now, you know, I mean, you got a million picks from the Timberwolves, so I'm sure they'll yeah. be fine for the next few years. But you come into this draft now and a draft that 
has some really impressive talent, but I think it's top heavy. If you ask me, yes. Who follows yeah. drive. I, I think that once you get out of the top four, yep. I, I think you're, you're now you're starting to kind of throw darts at the dartboard, and it gets yep. a little scary. And the Jazz, who are a team that clearly need a lot of help, they could be looking at another season next season where now they have to strip down more veterans to try to rebuild this roster so meanwhile you got laurie marketing and an all-star player on your team like how, how many games are you going to lose with that guy uh, playing at the level he's playing so yeah jazz not in the best situation uh, maybe they get the last laugh after all that uh trade fiasco uh happens with that but uh, we'll see what happens with the most improved player award I, I i do think that it's a very impressive class for us it will be uh, among the guys, I, mean, I don't know if he'll be a finalist, but I think he will be among uh, the top of the four or five guys in the there. 